testing via me. Okay. Me, 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 me. You, you, you. Me, me, me. You, you, you. Pa, 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 pa. Pa. Doing things. Talking and such. All right. Nick's, Nick's mic sounds fine. Now, what is my... Oh, this is much better than the old mic I was using. Anime titties, says Nick H. Very nice. All right. So what you're listening to right now is me talking on... Sure, SM48. It's the cheaper version of the S58. Sounds great. So I'm going to roll on this. Very nice. Very nice indeed. He's going to roll with it. I need to get my beer and a water. This room is a lovely shade of brown. I'm glad we actually haven't started rolling on Zoom or else this would just be a bunch of really awkward silence. I mean, it's going to be awkward silence anyway. Right now I'm reading this Road and Track article about how uh, basically the new BMW M3 Touring isn't coming to North America. And... Knowing us, I, I mean, like North America's luck in this regard. I don't know. I didn't really expect it to be for North America when it was announced. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, life. Hmm. Twin turbo straight six under the hood, making it at least 480 horsepower. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, hmm? America doesn't really get cool German cars that often anyway, do they? I mean, we got the Phaeton, but as far as like they're like high revving, like little cheap Mercedes that have like stick shifts, I don't know. Because looking at the announcement of the um, BMW M3 Touring. Okay. That is going to be coming out, but not here. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, we got the M1 and I'm, or the new M1 and the M2. So I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, ready to hold All for right. sound? Yeah, we're ready to hold for sound. Rock and roll. Holding for sound. Welcome, everyone, to RCR podcast number 78, back from Cincinnati. I'm Brian doing this. Uh, my favorite beer, uh, my friend Tom says this, my favorite beer is one I've never had. This is called Wicked Weed Brewing and it's called Pretentious India Pale Ale. That's the name. I wonder if this is the one though that Ben Wright gave me. The one like, hey, this is an IPA, but it tastes like weed, bro. So does it? <laughs> no. It, 
It's an IPA with a bit of like, what's a good word? Witchcraft to it. It's yeah. got some, it's got some extra tangy, got some extra action on it. Oh, we I already got like it. a laggy stream. Oh, is it lagging? Yeah. Well, oh, great. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's hot. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm keeping that fan on. Yeah, it's no, way it's, too hot. I'm sorry hot if you guys problems. hear the ceiling fan going in the background, but yeah. it's a hot one today. So yeah, it is. Stuff we got to talk about is uh, I got back from Cincinnati. That was just a me trip. Um, I got to put a shout out like in one of the main videos because he helped me out. And Nick, Nick had family stuff to do yeah. this past week and it was in the middle of the week. So uh, I went to, I drove my Forester out to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I was there this past week um, filming some cars. I filmed one car in uh, Pittsburgh and our old friend Justin Lose helped me out. Was my camera guy for that one. Justin Lose, you remember? owns a 25 model T and he also has, uh, um, uh, a Yugo, I think an 88 Yugo GV or something in the eighties, uh, that both of us drove on, on, uh, one of the lemons rallies. Um, so he's still working on that. Uh, he's, he found an original radio for that thing. Um, which that's going in. I forgot he's courier van. He's working on as well. And then from Pittsburgh off, I went to Cincinnati uh, to, stay, to stay two nights with uh, my friend uh, uh, Foster and his boyfriend, Dono. Um, Foster runs a YouTube channel called uh, Adler the Eagle. It's furry stuff. And so I hung out there. We thought we were going to do something for his channel, but he is working on like a Minecraft server and like talking about drama <laughs> that's involved <laughs> in running a Minecraft server. I'm like, leave me out of that. But so, but he's told me a story that he's friends with Brandon now. And Brandon, you remember, owned the cappuccino, the guy that we were in. Uh, last time I was in Cincinnati, we I did his. And uh, and don't worry, I'll get to all the super chats here. That's that's how we roll. Uh, we do like talking for like a half an hour, and then yeah. we get into the podcast. So or we get into super chats. So uh, Foster says he's not a car guy but he drives a Mini Cooper S six speed. So, and him and Brandon, they put a blow off valve on it. <laughs> just, a, you know, no tune, no nothing. Just that's ah, mini now, it's got a choo-choo valve. And Foster told me like the day he got it, he goes to get gas and somebody in a Fiesta ST rolled down his window says, hey, wanna race? <laughs> Immediately, cause now he's driving around with a blow off valve and his mini's going choo-choo. <laughs> It's like cars not changed. I think they're like 190 horsepower, which is good for a small hatch. I mean, that's on par with what a Fiesta ST makes. So, um, so, so we filmed two cars while we were there uh, in Cincinnati. I don't know if I want to try to film in Cincinnati in within the city limits again. Um, there's no big empty highways like there there are out here, so it was tough getting the three quarter shot. Um, we had a great park that we were filming in, um, but the roads outside of the park were just kind of, eh. So, um, but while we were there, uh, there's a guy, I think in Dayton, Ohio or Columbus who emailed me, who says he bought a school bus huh. and in the state of Ohio, 
you can buy and register a school bus as a C-class vehicle and that you don't need a CDL to drive it. Wow. So uh, there's this guy with like one of the cab over like flat nose school buses yeah. out there and he says, come drive this thing. And I'm like, yo, so that's could be a thing. Cause he has like a bunch of stories, like his channel, he does like a bunch of animated stuff and um, that's like a story for him about stories from the school bus. Yeah. But that's all a review from us is going to be awesome. Wait, did you ride a school bus when you were in school? Wait, you went to. Yeah, no, I, to I, I did a school bus. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was grade seven through 12. So it was a mixture of, well, yeah, I took the bus, but like also I missed the bus a lot. So I ended up <laughs> getting rides from my mom. Uh -huh. um, yeah. School bus. Totally. Yeah. Um, but, 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 so I, I, I tried to get him to drive like the faster of the two cars and he was kind of nervous about it. I'm talking about foster now. And I'm like, one of the cars was your average sports car, 130 horsepower, which he took to just fine. And the other one was 500, um, with like almost an equal amount of torque. I think it's like four something people figure out what I'm talking about. Um, mm. we just made jokes like this is the himbo car. <laughs> himbo, I'm a himbo. dumb guy. Oh, so the man dumbest modern cars, a all 500 horsepower, all motor American thing. You probably already figure out what I'm talking about. Um, uh, God, that car is dumb. It's like, a, oh, it's a himbo. <laughs> just let him pass. He's an all American. <laughs> um, like he's not great at science. So what? He's not good at vowels. He doesn't know all his vowels. Did you but who really needs to know that? You see the catch he made last Friday? <laughs> who needs vowels when you got an arm like that? Yeah. See that? It took it took three opposing linebackers to bring him down. You <laughs> can't hold this guy down. So that was one car. I had a good drive on the way back. We got caught in all that big rain that was going through i was driving through that on the way back and <laughs> i felt like a champ in my 04 forester <laughs> with like two layers of rain x on the roof i'm new wipers i got good tires manual so i'm all all 50 50 power distribution front and back i'm going 60 miles an hour on the outside line everybody else who doesn't clean their windows that's a freaking thing drives me the hell like windshield wipers don't clean your window windshield wipers don't clean your windshield all they do is push water off you you don't get bugs and all that junk you're driving around in your car your front windshield is just getting blasted with oil and debris and bugs and stuff like that what do you think this little limpy piece of rubber going to, eh, across all that's made to do is made to push water off it's not meant to scrub it clean you have to like when you wash a car you have to scrub and clean your windshield i use dish soap just something that uh, like a degreaser that gets in and gets all that gunk out of your windshield all those pores that it has now because your windshield just gets nicked and all those little divots in it all that is where sludge hides so you scrub your windshield clean. Like people get in my car, it's like, wow, everything, your windshield's so clean. It's like, yeah, I fucking wash it with soap and water. <laughs> and then once you do that, uh, yeah, someone says squeegee the windshield. Yeah, squeegee and suds. That's great, That that's good. And then when you wash it, when you hand wash it, wash it with a sponge. 
And then once it's all done like that, then you go in with your Rain-X. Or if you don't have Rain-X, you, you can legitimately use turtle wax, regular old car wax on your windshield. You can literally wax it like anything else and then buff it clear. That does pretty much the same thing that Rain-X or uh, what's the other stuff? Aquapel does. But the real genius of it is, is scrubbing and cleaning your windshield. Um, you ever get in someone's car and they're like, they're wide, like, I don't know why my wipers don't work. I just bought new ones and they're there and it's misting outside. And the only way they can see out of their windshield is to put their wipers on high. It's like, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Cause you have a layer of oil on your windshield, oil and grub and little bits of rubber that get thrown from trucks. I swear I was a good friend of mine. His windshield was like that. I cleaned it with some leftover, uh, silica soap from, uh, hydrosilix. Like that alone made his wipers. And of course, you then clean your wipers, ideally with isopropyl alcohol. And if you don't have that, you know, Windex will do. Ugh, the people rolling around with dirty windshields, I can't believe it. Well, I believe it because people don't think about it. It's like all the stuff that people, when it comes to car detailing, you're just keeping your clean car. There's the second people get out of their car, like, I'm done going inside. Sorry, I'm trying to recover my... Twitter password so that I can tweet this video out so Someone that people join us. Quadruple O steel wool on your on your windshield. That's that's aggressive. I don't know if I'm. I mean, I've never tried it. If I had a junk car, I'd try that. Anyway, acoustic theory says what Mister Regular hates the most: dirty windshields because it's so simple to fix. Hand soap. I'll bet I could clean your windshield with my hand. Ugh. Brandon says, I thought it was Jettas that he hates the most. No, I've made the term on Jet. I've made the turn on Jettas. I don't, they're fine. Is it because Especially of now that they, well, my brother has one and it's a turbo, but it's a turbo that runs on 87. I'm like, I respect that. And so, yeah, that, that made me turn on Jettas. They're fine. Now I hate, now I hate E46 M3s because people think they're rich when they own one. Much respect. I mean, they're great cars. They're fantastic, but people will go broke to have them. Mm. this is an all right beer i'm having like old man feelings now like i didn't exert myself all day all we did was go to the cafe this morning write a future episode and then i cleaned your car and then we went shopping and now we're here and yeah. i feel like well it's already 6 p.m it's like well time to plan dinner well that's kind of how i ended up feeling uh today too because i had those coffees and then i just sort of crashed yeah, and crashed. i was up there recording uh the next rcr stories and so it's two hours and i'm well the video isn't it's just the recording session is because i mess up a lot so yeah. it's me trying to modulate my voice and do all these other little things to make editing it easier like trying to like leave out my breasts like the Tayzonde doing chocolate rain, you know, mm -hmm. it's like they turn away from the mic or like trying to watch, you know, my distance and how loud I'm being and how soft I'm being because there's really no winning for me. Like I've come to the conclusion that I just don't have the right voice for this. Like we can't all be internet historian, but yeah, it's also that thing we of can't all be Frederick Newton. That's true. Dude, I was talking to him uh, last night on discord yeah and he read me like live read his i, I want you because he wanted my input on like a future down the rabbit hole episode it's going to be two hours Dude. And after he, that wings of redemption when i'm ready 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was this one's good too. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no pauses, there's no ums in this. And I, and I said when like it paused, it's like, are you playing me a file? And he's like, no, I'm just reading it. I'm like, you fucking you. He read like ten minutes without a without a hiccup. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. I can't do that. I can read a breath. Like when you see, like, well, you see how I write. I write in like a million paragraphs. Like I will read this in this breath. I will read this in this breath. Like reading your stuff takes a little bit longer because it's I have to find out where I'm going to stop to breathe. Normally, I just find the period. Yeah. But some of your stuff, like I try to mimic your speech. Yeah. That you'll do like three sentences, but the cadence will continue right through. So I try yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it was a time of it's it's kind of like the best of times, the worst of times. The time of the the time of the Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it's how people are getting better at sort of discerning who wrote what yeah. in each video. But um I mean I act more when I act my own stuff. Yeah. But you've been but getting, I know because I know the tone. Yeah, but you you also do pretty good stuff with my stuff too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like when you like sort of get into it. Um yeah. And yeah, those are the kinds of things that blur the lines a bit, but that mm -hmm. all that's also why it helps to write together because then, you know, you're sort of um, uh, sharing the tone. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't believe it's the end of the summer already. Yeah, it is. I, I know it's the end of the summer because now the crickets are getting loud and I have this video I want to do. I just want to take like not not this Zoom, but the tiny one and just put it outside and just let it run until its AAA batteries go dead. Yeah. And the video would go on the Mr. Regular YouTube channel. And it's just called Crickets on an October Sun uh, Crickets on an August night in Pennsylvania. And it's just two hours of just noises. And I, I just put it out on the porch at like midnight <laughs> and just let it run. That could potentially save somebody's life if they're looking for things to chill to and they're freaking out, you know? True. Um, you know, I, I made a recording of that for myself and I listened to it a lot in Alaska mm -hmm. and I, and I get emails from people who are in the service from who are from Pennsylvania and, uh, they're in the service elsewhere and they miss, they miss the Commonwealth. Yeah. And then they said, Oh, it's, it's so nice that I can listen to videos that are so Pennsylvania centric and I get all the jokes and yeah. like, I wish I was home. And like, I got a few emails from people who are in, you know, the middle East. We're like, I miss home so much and that makes me feel happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should do that. I mean, there's no nothing stopping me. The record is like right there on the desk. Yeah. And then the, just let it run. The um M3 touring was something that someone sent me the article from Road and Track about how we're not getting it here. And is it a wagon? I forget, oh. actually. I want to say yes, it has a twin turbo. Um, I forget the horsepower rating, but it's kind of like my mind checked out the minute I realized we weren't getting it in a very childish kind of way mm -hmm. of like, I can stop reading about this now because I'm never going to, <laughs> but it's like, to what extent do we even really need it? Um, if you think about it really, right. uh, cause I don't know. It's, it would be nice to have as would many, many things. Mm -hmm. How long did it take to get the... I don't know the type R. It's just ultimately when you have that amount of hype go into something and then you finally get it, you worry that it won't be able to live up to it. Now, of mm -hmm. course, like the C8 lived up to it for me. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's something where that's domestic and yeah. it's doing that. Yeah. And 
I feel like it's easy to put these certain things on a pedestal and the M3 touring would be one of those where mm -hmm. it's already going to be put on a pedestal precisely because we can't have it. Yeah. So it's going to be the new prom queen or homecoming queen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I get the frustration, but it's also something where I kind of don't feel as bothered by it as I feel I probably would be mm -hmm. if it were something that I already had set a mind towards wanting to have. Yeah. I, I'm still not sold as a BMW as a daily. Mm. Unless unless it's a lease. They're so specific. And I know the E46 and E36 guys are like, well, all you got to do is go go to the College of Winter Home or something like that, and then you'll figure it out and do all these side quests. And then, <laughs> and then you'll be able to work on your fucking M40 dumbass slant crap, disgusting interior, stupid BMW. I wish I had a Bentley, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, my brother got me... Um, we were talking. We were talking about this at uh, at the cafe today. Um, <laughs> I'm so behind on video games because, like, RCR is my video game. Yeah, that's that the last game I played with real and like two recent games. One Star Citizen, which is which kind of stands alone as its own, <laughs> like tr like space train disaster. But that again, that was Frederick Newton from down the rabbit hole tuning me on to that. And the other, like years ago. I'm talking like at the beginning of RCR, my brother, my brother, Tim, uh, his, uh, he's a, uh, he's a therapist at a hospital and he also is a DJ and you might know who he is. Um, he put out an album called hell orbs, um, where he did a collaboration with drew fairweather from the, from the online comic, uh, toothpaste, toothpaste for dinner. So him and my brother are friends and, uh, um, Tim has made a number of, you know, uh, I guess you want to call him house. I'd have to actually figure out what he calls his music. To me, it's electronica, um, but it's all very catchy. And um, uh, my buddy, different Tim, Tim Strickler, you remember him with the original Avenger review, and he always hangs around RCR and a uh, good friend lives out in Pittsburgh. So good man. Um, uh, I remember like, uh, Tim Strickler said, hey, have you ever heard of this, you know, have you ever heard of this uh, artist called Dendy Crew? He made this album called Hell Orbs. And I said, Tim Strickler, that's my brother. And he's like, the fuck it is. And I'm like, I'm serious. <laughs> so that was like a wild moment. And um, I haven't seen my brother in like a while because he's like, because of the Rona, he's just at the hospital all the time. And then mm. like people having, you know, you know, challenges like, like dealing with it, like mentally and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's a downer. Um, he, he's a great therapist and honestly helped me with a lot of stuff too. Yeah. So, um, so Tim said, I'm going to like every, every Christmas or birthday, he usually just gets me something from steam. And I said, I don't know what I want. I just want a video game that I don't like online play. I just want to play something on myself that, okay, the last one he got me was Borderlands 2. And I played through it like eight times. Like every single character is like, this is my video game. Yeah. I get home, I play Borderlands 2 again. So, and Tim's like, I'm getting you a new video game for your birthday. So my brother says, I'm going to introduce you to a game. It's called uh, um, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. It came out in 2011. It's like, I know you're going to like it. 
And I'm like, all right, I'm not big in the whole like, like fantasy, the, thou, and the, like I had <laughs> enough of that in college with all this like middle ages stuff. And it's like, you're going to like it. And by the end of the, like, I, I started playing it and then three hours went by. And over this past weekend, I played it so much. I hurt my shoulder because my, like my arm was in that, this position for the mouse for so long, this part of my shoulder, like holding my arm here, like legitimately hurts. Like I can't do lateral raises. It, everything hurts right here. I, I held my arm in that position playing fucking Skyrim for the first time in my life. I was up to 1 a.m. last night playing it. And for a guy who's about to turn 40, that is preposterous. Yeah. Did you uh, get married in the game yet? No, I heard about that. I am playing like this is my first playthrough. I'm playing an art, uh, a lizard person, how do you, uh, Argonian. So I'm like, mm. uh, I, I think in the beginning you couldn't play as them. I don't know. My brother got me. This is like special edition, something, something, something. With all the DLC and all that. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I mean, to me, I don't know what internet graphics are. So my computer's running it fine. Um, I heard like in the beginning, like this was like kind of taxing a little bit on computers. Anyway, so I'm playing a female lizard person. And I felt bad that some of the armor armor was sexist, like boob armor. Like that, like there's one like steel armor has like plates for the boobs, and I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> like real armor doesn't have that. Like like racing suits, like uh, um, Steph Schrader comes to mind. Like you put on a racing suit or any sort of bodily protection clothing, it's like it's not really gender specific. It's like yeah. it's made to protect your chest. Like, I don't know if it was her words or it was Monica Harrison's or something like that. And she told me it, it just sort of squishes the boobs like a like a like a uh, sports bra. It's nothing to like it's no factor. So I found this like I, I didn't like the steel armor. Because uh, um, it, it was too like weeb, like boob armor. So I chose like a Dwarvian armor that looks more non-binary, I suppose. Yeah. And that looked better. I'm like, I'll take the armor hit to make something, to have something that looks realistic in this game that I'm playing a uh, a female lizard person. Well, that's the whole point of role-playing game mm. in that, you know, you're not thinking about what necessarily makes sense. You're doing what this character would do as I conceive of this character, particularly in a game where I don't know that the story really matters that much. Like, yeah, you could either join up with Ulfric Stormcloak or, <laughs> or, you know, everybody's uh, talking about that in the game. Like people, people in the comments are like, Brian, what is wrong with you? You're just discovering a game from like the beginning part of no, like Obama's first Obama's first uh, term. Yeah. Like that's where I am in my video game history. I mean, I remember playing it and almost <laughs> taking it back because I was walking really slowly and my character wouldn't run. And I didn't realize all the things that I was picking up created like a weight mm. because there were weight physics. So you can't just go around picking up everything and holding on to all of it and still being able to run. Mm. And so it's just one of those things where, because mm. I was a moron, I'd never played a, a whatever yeah. manufacturer game that was. So it was just a very dumb thing. And then I just dropped everything. I had all the books, all the little like plates and Oh yeah, and yeah, I did that in the beginning too. It's like, I'm escaping from this. I was about to be beheaded and now I'm escaping and I'm picking up every mug and plate and barrel I see. I'm like, it's a game, pick it up. Yeah. I can sell it for money. 
Like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of bullshit in this game that doesn't matter. And I think that's tremendous. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it. You know, it's just something where you can easily sink hours upon hours of mindless thinking, yeah. you know, into it. And it's just mindless thinking. That's kind of an oxymoron. But mm -hmm. still, you know, it's the perfect game to unwind to, especially with the music and everything and the sounds. It's just so well designed and it's been endlessly ported ever since it's been released, like really? moved to different systems in new versions and everything. It's just the yeah. al YouTube algorithms are showing me people who have ported it to VR now. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. We live in a time. Yeah. Speaking of time, do you want to get to super chats? Or? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, I literally nothing has happened to me at all this week except, um, I've been reading a lot of screenplays from The Blacklist, which is the top list of unproduced screenplays in Hollywood. And uh, the one that I uh, read recently was Rumors, which is oh. the Fleetwood Mac biopic. And it's one of those things where it fed directly into my pre-existing and recently re-emerging obsession with Yacht Rock. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah, like the best scene in the script is around my favorite Fleetwood Mac song, which is Silver Springs. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just a giant middle finger from Stevie Nicks to Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> and in the script, she's just like singing it directly to him while he sort of looks down at the guitar and cowers and, you know, he's not really sure he can't meet her gaze. And the whole thing about it is that like, it is kind of, um, musical tourism in the sense that you get a bunch of different celebrities who show up in it but the big point that the script kind of makes well not it's not a big point but one of the lasting lingering impressions is that don henley from eagles is like a really huge prick um because oh. <laughs> it's like she's he gets her pregnant and then she's super excited uh, oh Oh, okay. Yeah. She yeah. gets Steve next pregnant. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and um, uh, Don Henley gets her pregnant and she's super excited to have this baby. And she tells him about it. And he's like, Oh, uh, uh, don't worry. Like, I'll take care of it. She's like, Oh, great. Like, she's going to be a family. It's like, Yeah, I'll drive you to the clinic myself. <laughs> and everything. It's just like, Oh. Mm. I mean, there is a lot of like, uh, sort of, messing with the whole um timeline of things like they kind of fictionalize how stevie nicks and lindsey buckingham met and how they got into fleetwood mac and like just little things like that but i still enjoyed the script for what it was is it going to be kind of like a bohemian rhapsody biopic not that bad okay um it's still hues pretty close to what happened as i understand it um because i'm so not exactly a fleetwood mac still, historian are they all still alive as far as i know although okay. the one uh I think the founder of Fleetwood Mac recently died. John, not John Green, something green. I'm okay. so sorry for not remembering off the top of my head. But um, man, I remember that. Was it Melanie Remington got me in high school, got me the dance. Yeah, that was one of my first CDs, mm. like their live album when they like reunited in the 90s. That's that's one of those things where was it called the dance? I want to say it was. Um, I don't know. I do remember it was like a double album or something. Yeah, it was a um, long album. Yeah. And so it's one of those scripts where I imagine 
normally when I set out to read a screenplay, I immediately try to think of like who I would envision in each role to the point where I can't read it until I have actors in my mind. Like I was reading this script the other day that's a very, it was number one on the blacklist this past year and it was um, called, oh God, uh, Move On. And mm -hmm. it's, I thought it would be a great movie for Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beetz, two great actors. Yeah. But it's such a high concept premise because the whole idea is that they live in this world where this guy proposes to his girlfriend, she rejects his, rejects him, he goes off in his car, the car gets smashed by like, a, a, gets T-boned by a semi, but he spins out and he's okay. okay. But he's so distraught by everything that's gone wrong in his life that day, he goes out and gets drunk with his best friend. When he comes out of the bathroom, the whole world has frozen in place. Like beers are in mid pour. Okay. No one is moving. Right. Um, so basically the premise is he spends three months like this and eventually runs into another unfrozen person who happens to be his ex-girlfriend oh, who boy. rejected the proposal. So now they set out on a road trip to try to figure out why this is all happening and why them. And it has like, a super obvious and dumb twist, but um, which I, eh, I won't spoil. Just go to blacklisthost.com yeah. and they have the scripts there and just read it if that's something that interests you, but it's kind of dumb. Um, if you like those types of like, rom it's a romantic drama, but it's also kind of like a sci-fi heavy premise. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as good as The Traveler, which is also kind of dumb, but weird in the sense that it's this guy who every um, morning at 7.52 a.m., his life skips forward um, a certain number of days, and then he just reappears back in the same spot. But for him, it was a second, and so, or like just a moment. And so every single morning that this happens to him, the amount of time that he's gone multiplies. Oh, and boy. so they have to figure out a solution to this before he's gone for sort of, you know, uh, 64 years or however long it is. Damn. And it's very high concept, very well done. And I'm guaranteed like the first A-lister who gets that script in their hands is signing on so fucking fast. Like uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was thinking like funnily, funnily enough, like I – don't even think he's an A-lister, but I had Jeremy Renner in mind okay. for, for that, which is fine. But okay. apparently people are like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to sign on. I'm like, he's RDJ. kind of too old for the role. Um, I think RDJ just wants to take it easy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's like that on the Rogan podcast. He's like, Rogan's like, how much money would it take to be Tony Stark again? He's like, uh there joe was something like there's a number <laughs> yeah he's reaching the it's it's the equivalent to um cereal and milk where there's a saturation point mm -hmm. when the milk becomes soggy or yeah. and it's a rick and morty thing too where he talks about the yeah, pancakes yeah. and yeah, cereal. Yeah. but like there is a point in his career where you know one tony stark appearance could be too many to the point where yeah he, he cannot come back from being tony stark yeah like he will never not be tony stark right. i think he's already there kind of but one big sort of like oscar type role might be able to change it but for now he's just like tony stark to everybody right and it's hard to really shake that off right but what what a hell of a turnaround. Tell me about yeah. it. It's better than where he was like what 15 years ago. Yeah. Or 12 like years people ago. Like the first one was like, are you sure Robert Downey Jr. that guy? And yeah. then 
just stepped up to the plate and knocked that movie out. And people are like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll do it again. Did you yeah. ever hear the one video where Jamie Foxx does a, I think it was Jamie Foxx on Rogan or something like that. He does this spot on, like, name me an impression that Jamie Foxx doesn't nail. But yeah, totally naming not. Robert Downey Jr. like on a phone call I had. Like, I had a phone call with Robert Downey Jr. And I'm not going to try to do it. Yeah. But it was like, it only takes Jamie Foxx like two or three words. And he's like, he's got him. Yeah, it's like one of those impressions that you don't know can exist. Because yeah, you don't yeah, think yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. as having like a specific... yeah you know, thing that you're capable of impersonating. Yeah. Like you get an impersonate as Tony Stark, but I guess it is kind of like an extrapolation of his own style of speech, but mm -hmm. I don't know. He's playing Mike Tyson in the biopic. Which I that'll be can't good. wait. Yeah. He's going to kill that. Yeah. He's going to crush it. Uh, okay. So we got to animate titties to start. <laughs> uh, uh, Nissan 350Z. Thank you for your donation. Says hope to see you soon in Chicago. Love RCR community welcomes you to let us know. Yeah, we did a we did a meet in Chicago a million years ago, which means two years ago in YouTube time. Uh, Mike Steinberg got a house. So we have a legit place to stay in nice. Chicago. So he says, I hope I'm not inviting myself over there. Is it Chicago Probably. proper or is it like No, no, it's not it's not Chicago proper. It's like I don't know if it's Rosemont or something like that. So it's my, oh sorry no because my cousin just got a new apartment in the city oh, and I'm just okay. like it's it's not it's not city city no yeah this is like I think it's in one of those places like communities that has a town center one mm. of those deals so it's a little bit maybe not West Coastville but Exton style yeah or why why missing doesn't have a town center it just has a bunch of condos no yeah, yeah. it's it's just very much um they got the target mall yeah why i'm missing is the florida of Burks, <laughs> Burks my County. aunt lives there my aunt used to live there and then she moved to florida yeah it, it's it's like okay grandma if it, it's like we either put you in a home or you could go to why i'm missing or you can retire to florida yeah or or, or maybe that's the answer of like being put in a home of like, fuck you, I'm not being put in a home, I'm moving to Florida, Florida's too far. Well, fuck you, I'm moving to Wire Missing. Okay. Tell us where from there. But it's just strange in that, like that whole neighborhood is, I don't know how much of it is still old money. I wonder how much of it is new money now because yeah. you see a lot of new houses getting built there. And when I go, I used to go on runs around there back when I like had cardio. And the just, I would get so envious of these fucking houses. Yeah. So envious because I'm yeah. like, you have all that space. You don't even need all that space. You have two kids. What do you need like nine bedrooms for? Yeah. It's like, it's just one of those things of like, I would have a room for, you know, it's just like, I would get into things just so I could put them in one of the yeah. empty rooms. Yeah. Like I would get into sports just so I had a sports, sports. collectible <laughs> room. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Uh, Shane Hallett doesn't have a question. Just says Borger. Um, and by that, I mean, an, uh, an emoji of a Borger. Thank you. I was thinking about, man, when was the last time I had a Borger? <laughs> oh, I was out in Cincinnati. I forget one of the times we went out to eat around there. I had Borger. A Borger from Borger. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron. Hello. Wouldn't be a podcast without you. 
Hello, y'all. Just wanted to say hello and to let you know a lightning bolt just broke my cable TV. Oh. That sucks. Ugh. Don't know what to tell you, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, that that kind of goes along with like it wasn't a great week for my Mustang just because there was unexplained moisture in the footwell, mm -hmm. which it was just accumulating, but not really um, spreading at all. It was almost an an indiscernible amount of moisture that was mm -hmm. just from somewhere. And I looked all over for a leak, listened to people's suggestions, maybe heater core, but that's the other side of the, from where this leak was. It's just strange that like, I never figured out what it was. And then I go today and after five days, it just arbitrarily disappeared. Like it dried, hmm. but it hadn't dried at all. And I'm wondering, you know, eh, I don't know. I'm still taking it know. in, but still. Uh. William Bozetsky says, quarantine with Frederick Knudsen, make it happen. Can't reach my phone. It's over there. Wait, I have Telegram on here. I'm going to tell him that right now. See, I was supposed to do quarantine with him, quarantine with him, and it didn't happen. I thought he stopped doing those. Yeah, he For said they didn't do too well, and they weren't. Everybody liked them. I don't know. I mean, it's his channel. You can yeah. do what he wants. Mm. I'm just telling him right now. Someone just gave me a super chat asking when the RCR down the rabbit hole quarantine is happening. Also, your response is live right now. Also, your <laughs> response is live right now. <laughs> no, I am not live streaming my screen. But I am talking while I type this. Doing an old-timey telegram style of just like, I am typing this to reach you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I hope this finds you, you well. well. Stop. <laughs> we'll we'll see what he says, William. I, I just messaged, I just texted him now. Is it do we say message or text now? Because everything's the same. It's just going yeah. to your fucking phone. Yeah. I, I sometimes go interchangeably, honestly. MHT doesn't have a question. Oh, yeah, they do have a question. Hey again. You ever try anything from New Holland Brewery in Holland, Michigan? I don't know. Don't know if I did or if I not. This beer is kicking in because it's 7%. They have some amazing summer brews. Well, I like summer brews. Lake and Trail is the best. Sounds good. Um, I haven't been to Mich Michigan. I do want to go to the Upper Peninsula just to say I went there. That's it. Thank you, MHC. Miat doesn't uh, asks uh, a Mark V Super when it's like I don't know. I mean, there's like maybe one guy in like freaking Denver who said he had a Mark V Super that I can drive. It's gonna be tough, man, to get one of them. I can't wait to get one. I want to drive it. I know it's really a BMW, maybe BMW engine toy. I I don't know. I do want to do it. It'll happen eventually. Not sure when, but thank you so much for the donation. Yeah. Wreck wouldn't be a podcast without you. Can't argue with that. Or like pine salt burped in my face. Yep, that's fine. But I've heard 21st Amendment. I've had 21st Amendment. Yep. Makes good ones. Yep. I've had. That's a good one. Yep. Hoping all is well. Will you ever come out to Phoenix again? Yes. 
when i don't know arizona is like deep in like mask deniers or something like that so i'm not going back there yeah i don't know when i'm getting on a plane i got an email from american airlines saying hey you should travel <laughs> we got deals now you 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 can get one way to denver for 49 dollars. damn like, damn right that's freaking denver colorado Whoa. i mean I it's easier if it's somewhere within driving distance where it's just you in the car and once you get there you're only with people you know and they're yeah. all like geared up yeah and you're not really going out to no. like bars and places you're just enjoying each other's company yeah that's fine uh, as far as i know but everything else it's like you want to just go congregate in places with you know I don't know, 80 people. Yeah. And, you know, just because the bar is open doesn't mean you should go. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's cheaper to just get a sixer or, yeah. or in, enjoy the, the backyard. Yeah. yeah. Play a little yacht rock, which uh, a, a friend or uh, someone on Twitter uh, did a really good uh, summary in a response to one of my yacht rock tweets is mm -hmm. that, well, it's um it's got that summer is almost over vibe and i'm like that's exactly what yacht rock is oh what is that summer breeze summer breeze make me feel fine last time i got high it's like i just listened to yacht rock and like and imagine and i i imagine my parents youth like yeah, like 1979. Yeah, it's like Vietnam is over, but we've got this oil crisis. They're kind of all I want to do is just sit on a beach somewhere. And I guess that rings true right now. Um, but to go back to um, Pittsburgh, it's the thing. It's like I can't I, I, I miss flying. But it's not the industry I'm wary of. It's like, can the general populace keep it together because a lot of people can't you show them a little bit of resistance and they freaking lose it mm -hmm. like even while we were at the the cafe today i heard some freaking white hair talking about how he hates the masks and i just wanted to lean over that fucking balcony and because cafe is two stories um and just go wah wah wah, wah. come on wah wah why are we the number one? Wah. Uh, politics. So thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick McFarlane, thank you for your donation. It says, your 2019 Impreza video inspired me to pick up a new one. Oh, cool. You can't predict the future, but do you think Subaru has fixed the head gasket problems? I think they have. Yeah. They've gone to direct injection. They just stuck with that EJ motor for from time and memoriam. Is it memoriam or memorial? Memorial. Thank you. As far as Time and Memorial and the new ones supposedly. See, see, we don't know yet. Like, I'd have to talk to the guys at the Subaru. Like, you'd have to talk to the guys at the parts department. Like, are you seeing stuff with the FB, FBD engine? That's the FB series engine with gasoline direct injection. What are we seeing these engines do at 100,000 miles, 150,000 miles? It's still pretty new. These cars are only a year, a year old, a year too old. So it's going to like, we're going to find out in the next five years, like where the head gasket situation is. I think you're going to be, 
Look, no car is immune from head gasket problems, not even the Grand LS. Yeah. Show a car enough miles, eventually that gasket between the engine block and the cylinder head, it wears out. It goes. It happens. Yeah. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, don't lose any sleep over your new Subaru as long as it has, it has the FB engine. K. Todd, good question, by the way. K. Todd, thank you for your donation. I just bought a town car and boy, am I in love. Aren't they great? <laughs> Panther bodies. You got all the parts you want. Everything's fucking cheap. They have that stupid module. It's not modular engine isn't stupid. I think they're fantastic. It's why I keep pushing Nick. Like whenever you're thinking of retiring Red Betty, yeah. get an S197 that has the two valve modular. It's the 4.8, 4.6, 4 4.6 liter. That's 289 cubic inches. The same as the original Mustang. They just kept it to that displacement. There's nothing wrong with that engine. Yeah. Like, ooh, it's not five liters. So what? I mean, they say they want 91 octane, fucking put 87 into Man, it. It doesn't just, care. Ugh. It doesn't care at all. And then you got this V8 that's way better than the than the Duratec V6 that wears out faster. Like you just trip over those engines in junkyards. Take it to Bruce Hen. He can take that engine apart blindfolded. Yeah. And then I don't know, maybe find one in stick shift and like force yourself to learn. Like this yeah. is my car to now. To get better at it. It's That's how like, I got better. Like when I bought that Echo, it's like, yeah. this is my car now, fucking learn. Yeah. And like by necessity, that's how I got pretty good at it and how to listen to the engine and stuff. But yeah, town car, there's been a few people who swapped in like Mustang uh, five, five speeds and six speeds into town cars, they're hilarious but they got to do the same thing as that cam master we did. You got to cut the bench seat in the middle to make room for that stick shift coming up. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think of it a lot like the, um, the Himbro thing of where, you know, some people can't really teach things. They're just naturally good at them. Mm. And manuals are just not that for me where I can do it, but I don't know the process by which, because my instincts are just, like not great. Mm. I mean, still knock on wood. I haven't been in an accident. Um, yeah, well, not a serious accident. Um, but you know, all things in time, I'm still yeah. looking for like a manual beater just to have, you know? Yeah. Um, cause it would be nice. Anybody to in the channel emailed Nick or message me. Yeah. You gotta be in Pennsylvania. It's gotta be a thousand dollar manual beater. I I'm willing to go 1200. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking at it in terms of like something that is just like throwing a whole PS2 at it. Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of just one of those. I just like, I just want something that I don't have to really care about. If you blow the clutch, you both blow the clutch. Yeah. You put it back up on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace, $4,000. Say Everything's great. Needs a clutch. Or at the worst, you just go to Bruce Hen and say, uh, clutch. And he goes, okay. Yeah. Of course, it'll probably be another 1200 in labor cost to pull the engine out, pull the transmission out, take the two apart, put the new clutch in, put it out. Yeah. I don't know. But it'd be cool to just kind of be like, hey, look at this piece of shit I got. <laughs> like, let's do hey. hey. It's, 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 it's more fuel to the fire to me buying, finding a six-speed Camry that exists from the early 2000s. There's there's one for sale up in Lee Heighton, but 
but the guy wants like 2008 for it and fuck that noise for a car with 250,000 miles on it. <sighs> I'm like, I'll give you 900 bucks. Yeah. I mean, come back to it in like three months if he sells it. Still has that thing on the yeah, lot. It's like, like well, hey, if you're trying to get rid of it, you know what I mean? Like, let's make a deal. Let's work. Bob says, oh, excuse me, I skipped something. Uh, bro something panda 047. Thank you for your donation. Thoughts on a 2001 Saturn SL1 with 147,000 miles. I don't know. Um, it's going to look great because it's got that plastic body panels on it, but I don't know. I mean, you're talking 2001 area General Motors. This probably has a floppy stick shift if it has a manual. Mm. Everything's going to disagree. That car is worth, again, $900. If it's more than $900, it's not worth your money. Buy a Corolla. Yeah. That's my answer. Thank you, Bob. Or boss, boss something panda. Anyway, moving on to Bob. Bob with a SEK, which I Kroners or something like that. Uh, just bop, just popped open a wedge cut from Cigar City Brewing. I don't know where that is. Lemony Fresh. Look it up. Buy a can. Have a taste. You're welcome. Also, Hail Fink. Hail Fink. Cheers. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Ian's Variety Channel. There's a familiar name. What is your favorite? What's your favorite car choices? Huh? Content in a show not about cars. Oh, okay. I loved gawking at the cars in the new Perry Mason on HBO. God, it sounds like a you question. I love classic Perry Mason with Raymond Burr. Um, but no, uh, the beginning and end of this question is unsolved mysteries, and it will always be unsolved mysteries. And I'm not talking about like the new Netflix unsolved mysteries where they don't even bother with like reenactments or a host or synthesized music or any of that stuff that added to the whole creep factor of unsolved mysteries where now they're just taking like a regular documentary crime series and adding the unsolved mysteries name to it and you would never know the difference um oh and the whole dedicating one episode to one case is just but long story short is the original unsolved mysteries is like a treasure trove of classic cars and old um haunts i mean they go to like an old sheets in an Sweet. episode from like 1989 and it's just oh, before we got them yeah it was just such a wild thing to see like the old sheet sign and all this other stuff and you know you get like a, a k car parked out front or and because it's always a k car like it's always some mess the person being murdered was driving like a dodge Aries or some bullshit and you know the person uh who sees the ufo is you know i don't know driving like an aspen i, I who knows but Ultimately, that's my favorite car content from a show that's not about cars because really on some, there was this one case that was really tragic that was a guy's girlfriend gets abducted. He sees her screaming out the window of the car as they're driving by. He um, gives chase. He's catching up. Then yeah. the transmission dies and uh. the, the car gets away. Like, and it, it it's completely like, random chance that this happens to him at this time mm -hmm. the one time where he needs his car to actually fucking work and mm -hmm. you know it's just i forget how that ended but it was just a very sad story i don't remember the car either but um i do remember the reenactment and the actor playing the boyfriend like freaking out when the car hits the driver <laughs> ridiculous classic seinfeld was good for that too when they cut to like the street and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. 
it was kind of like um there were kind of stock shots that they'd reuse some of them and i remember there was this yellow C honda crx that was always parked in front of jerry's apartment yeah I knew what it was back then, and now I'm more excited to see it now. I think in the one video, video, one episode of Seinfeld where George, um, they revealed his gigantic wallet, like how he kept oh, everything in. Yeah. And there was at one point where the one straw broke the camel's back. He puts it in and explodes. <laughs> well, right before he finds whatever, like it was some like free guitar lesson or something like that, um, there was a uh, Mitsubishi Starion behind them and i'm like it's in the winter time so this was legitimately them in new york city and it's a street park fucking starion with snow on it's like oh my god <sighs> mm. so moving on to oh that was ian's variety channel thank you i went to uh, um the cafe yesterday yeah because I had a sweet tooth craving. That's when I bought there. This is one cafe in my town that does like gourmet stuff. I spent two, I spent each one of these. Now, I guess I got my money's worth because I'm eating them for days, but like big pastries, each one of them was $5. And uh, like the gourmet Reese's peanut butter cup that I was showing you. Yeah. It's a, it's a hockey puck. It's a, imagine a Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's the size and thickness of a hockey puck and now drizzle chocolate over everything and sprinkles on top of that. I cut it in half. And when I was editing yesterday, I ate half of it and it was so much sugar because I don't really eat sugar. Because I was just, oh, you know, that combined with the coffee, I was, I was vibrating. But the other one I got was just like carrot coffee cake, which I'm eating the rest of it now, which is also very good um very nice i mean that sounds like grandma eating like the type of food that you only ever get when you go to grandma's house mm -hmm. as a kid You're just like oh i'm gonna ruin all the whatever mm -hmm. habits your parents are trying mm -hmm. to teach you eating wise so will downs hello will downs my civic hit an elk oh boy weighing between 500 and 730 pounds on saturday i'm okay the car is fixable you guys come to seattle you can review it okay <laughs> thank you i don't know when we're going to be in the pacific northwest yeah we're um, gonna be but eventually once uh once someone comes out with the uh with the uh the vaccine we'll reverse engineer putin's it'll be fine <laughs> blizzard drocks blizzard rock hmm it says, thank you for your donation. Read everything today like angry Teddy Roosevelt. Just read everything today. Just read everything like an angry Teddy Roosevelt, which I get. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think there's are there original recordings of him. I don't know. You I just mean, do like old timey newsreel voice, like when people need to do Teddy Roosevelt. And I think the original Yosemite Sam was supposed to be a parody of him. Maybe. I don't know. Man, I mean, to be alive in that time. Tell me about it. I mean, of course, you're going to get polio. Yeah. And all sorts of terrible Gold things. Rush and like <laughs> dysentery. Yeah. It's just any number. You're going to get jaundice. It's like the universe was out to see you dead yeah. back then. Now, all we got is the Rona trying to clear, trying to thin the herds. Yep. It's going to work. That's my silver lining. Well, it's going to be sad, too, because a lot of innocent people get caught in the crossfire. Mm, <sighs> true. Well, Thanos was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Cameron says, oh, yeah. Also, just and thank you again, Cameron, for another donation. Also, I want to add, I just got back from the Wingadinga party at the NSRA Street Rod Nationals. Any Wingadinga fests in your futures? Not really. Um, Mike Garland from Carlisle Events is saying, when are you coming back to do, to do one of the car shows at Carlisle? And I'm like, I don't know. I scheduled something this Saturday anyway. This Saturday's Import Nationals, um, which I never went to and I want to go. But I have a feeling that the only people who are going to the big car shows now are the people who need to be there. And it's going to be like the crazies showing up because I'm like, eh, I'm going to be shaking hands. I'm going to be doing this. Of course, people are going to want me to shake my hands and I say no. And I know it's outside. And it's probably not a big deal. It's like yeah, but cost of benefit analysis is just eh. If you got to like come up with that many sort of justifications yeah. for yeah it's like it's not worth it because like what is the net positive of it to your life yeah like i i mean are and, you I, and i love my garland and i love carlisle and i'm glad that it's just like an hour and a half away and i can go to these gigantic shows right there but let's give this a year the year will turn into two years and who knows Eventually, we'll just get bored with this, and it'll be just be like taking your shoes off at the airport, and even that went away. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I, I keep doing it preemptively, and then and I realizing like, no, I don't have, have to. to do it anymore. Yeah, I don't know if it's a TSA pre thing or not, but even some people would not TSA pre. You don't have to take your belt off. You don't have to take your shoes off. Yeah. Just go through, stand in the Tron, <laughs> stand in the 3D printer, or whatever <laughs> that thing is, and then just walk through. And then make a beeline to the Admiral's Lounge, which I heard is open again. Yeah. I think it may be to what, I don't know what they're doing. I need Admiral's Lounge and I need my gin and tonics and, and I need it. But, you know, the only place I want to do is like finish RCR Pacific Northwest. But right now you have the troubles there. Yeah. And I don't know. The unpleasantness. This is a positive podcast. It sure is. I gotta oh, tell hey, you Tony about this. Tony Airlines in the chat. Tony Airlines oh, in the chat. Hey, Tony Airlines. Hey Tony, I gotta tell you about this ejaculation I had <laughs> because, like, I was sending like messages back and forth when I was out in Cincinnati. Like, I respect Justin Lose and and uh, Foster and Dono too much to like. I, I respect you too much. I'm not gonna bust in your house. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in until I get back. And man. That was what kept me going, like driving back. It's like, I am going to nut so hard now. I couldn't jerk off for five fucking days. Yeah. And now I get back here. And it's like, if this is like a movie, like I need a disco ball to just descend from the ceiling of my living room. You just see me turning the little screw, like, like right behind me on the blinds. I'm just going, uh, what's that ABBA song? Like, Dancing, Dancing queen. queen. Yeah. Something, something. You just see the in like little <laughs> as the blinds close. I mean, one of these days there you should hear just like be three a disco fans ball. turn on for white noise. And I was sad that I was I was sad that I was gonna come because I'm like, this is only lasting a hot nine minutes. Yeah. And then it's like over, and it's like, well, go back to memes. Yeah, but it's it, but it's that easy one that you that you crank yeah. out and then you're 
in like, I don't know, however long it takes to recharge, 10, 20 minutes to recharge. And you can start yeah. doing the one that takes work, the more fun oh, one where you're doing the. Hurts. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes it can be fun, you know, the, the, not the impossible nut. <laughs> you know, the, the, make dreams come true. Oh, all that sperm just going into Timberland socks. Yeah, they're they're on spank patrol now. I'm like all blown out because I'm right like in the line of the sun right there. I should I should close that. Oh, line. I thought you were talking about like all blown out from from cranking it. Which I mean, hey, you know, it's part of a well balanced existence. Part of this uh, ever knock like in in college or something you ever just knock one out before a class hell yes because it just seemed See, it, it was never the first class because the first class is the one you have timed perfect perfectly or at least i did time perfectly with my alarm it's like the amount of time it takes me to get to class is measured out wake up and i would have wake up teeth clothes backpack out the door maximizing my amount of sleep yeah and i just go to that like 8 30 a.m class 9 a.m class i think one semester i had a fucking 8 a.m class and no one wanted to be there Man. and it was like a gen ed so it was stupid and then but then when i came back it's it's all you know working did you yeah it's like working out your roommate schedule yeah those ones are the utility busts Man. they're not even busts it's just like i don't know I have this cat. It's like draining a catch can. If you have one of those in your car, I have one in the Falcon instead of running EGR. It's not even EGR. It's not, it's not running the crankcase breather back to the carburetor. It's just me going to this tank, unscrewing this knob and runny peanut butter comes out. Like, <laughs> it's not an enjoyable nut. It's just like, look, either we do this now or we're going to have problems at dinner. Yeah. It's just, you don't want that shit backing up. And then, you know, you go to knock one out and suddenly you got like eye troubles. Tony says, knock one out on the flight. Did that once. 747, 400. Never have. I, I couldn't imagine. It's so tiny in there. I just That was before you could load. That was before smartphones. That was in the year 2002. You, you didn't have smartphones and there wasn't podcast didn't exist unless Mark Maron. I don't know. Like, no, but like I didn't have an, well, the iPhone wasn't until 2007. I think I remember seeing the iPod, but it was like a, a, a hard disk. This computer, I can hear the fans going on, which means it's having a problem. Mm. Speaking of Apple products. Um, uh, so it was something to do on that 19 hour flight from Johannesburg to Atlanta or something like that. Yikes. Delta Airlines was a Delta flight. It's just again, it was just it was just it was it was a uh I don't know, I, I shouldn't say as a really name. My friend Mike, and you know who you are, he had a YJ Wrangler, which he claims he jerked off in alone on the way back on like leaving school on Route 61, like before he got to where the sheets is now. And that was a stick shift one. So he had, he was pulling double duty. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I, I think I did that just to tell Mike, it's like, yo, 747, yeah. beat that. I, 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 I met up with him recently 
we didn't bring off like he's he's married he has a kid now and he has a doctoral degree in, in chemistry Ooh, wow. and uh we met up at a funeral which is a new thing about you know i'll be 40 next year where now you meet up with old friends when friends die Dude. like we had this we had this a uh, poor girl in my neighborhood who just kind of fell off the radar and then she died like a month a month or two ago and it was like super weird because the only the only photos at the service were high school photos and i'm like what so inevitably all of us and there were people from, like she went to westchester and uh a bunch of people from her college showed up like myself mike jess there were a few other people who showed up from high school and you know her dad was there or, like her mom passed away like what what we what we gleaned from everybody is that when this one girl when her mom passed away she kind of went off the rails blah 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 heroin so Jeez. and that was it and it was super weird because she was like an honor student and we all like and then when we looked around and saw like all of these friends showing up to, to like her funerals like she could have asked any one of us if she was having a problem and we would like welcome her in their homes like yo clean up you're you're our friend yeah and she didn't want to do that she also never really used social media it was really weird um but hey positive podcast so but you know hey you know that's what's going to happen when you get into your 40s like some people are gonna really really change and it's rough because but it's a part of life and yeah. hopefully enough people are raised by parents who prepare them for what life will be like beyond them yeah so that they don't fall apart when the parent dies yeah um, but i mean i don't know it's hard to think about yeah oh uh there was someone in the chat uh regular chat who was uh saying where did it go where did it go? All right, uh, Laser Lord Ten says, "Anyone in the chat want to recommend me a Honda Fit alternative for an MT daily only car?" Yeah, Corolla. <laughs> I think that, that's do why. A, do you need a hatchback? Fine, Mazda three. Mazda um, three. Unfortunately, I have a CVT Fit and have gotten too used to the storage space. That's going to be tough. The Fit's really practical. Yeah, you're not going to do much better than that. I don't know, manual Fit. Uh, someone said a Fiesta. Um, the storage base is like half. Because I remember when we did that Fiesta, I looked at it as a alternative to a Honda Fit. No way. Nah. No way. Be it's 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 so small on the inside. You're gonna have hard press at that price point to get something with more storage than a Honda Fit. Yeah. Maybe third gen Forester, but your mileage is gonna go in the tubes. Mm. It's it's gonna be terrible. So yeah. yeah, the answer is manual fit. And even the Corolla, say you have the money to buy that Corolla hatch, Corolla hatch is tiny and you're not gonna have that storage space, man. You're gonna have to make a compromise. And probably the answer is just be a newer Honda fit with a stick shift. Yeah, which is, I mean, I don't know what the response is there. I mean, you could Unless get- Unless he has like, a current gen, I don't know if they're still doing the manual and the fit yeah. or not. I mean, it depends on like, I guess what the feelings are on something like a Ford Focus or something which even then it's like you're down in quality man yeah you're you're, you're a ford it's not even it's, a it's lateral move yeah, it's not good no it's a I, lateral and a down move yeah it's it's weird in the sense that unless I you're know, talking unless you're talking about an st that's different that's got power it's going to be yes. fun but i mean jeff who, who shows up from time to time jeff weisman yeah he uh 
he drives a manual uh, focus, base model manual focus. And he just said, well, I had this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. And you're not going to get that in a fit. And it's just going to go and go. Oh, he says he's looking for a 2018 to 2019 EX in a manual. There are literally 12 in the US. <laughs> what? Which for I fit? Oh, I don't I'm assuming. EX manual? Um, I mean, <sighs> tough, man. It's weird because I know the cliche is that the answer is always Corolla, but there's a reason. You yeah. know, it's like, what are you going to do? It, they fit into most of the uh, categories that yeah. people are searching for when they ask, all right, uh, recommend me a car that does this, this, and this. Well, it's like, well, and unless you give a number of what you're working with, budgetary, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just, well, the answer is going to be Corolla because I assume you want something yeah. that isn't going to cost you an arm are you leg. Re do you really have to move refrigerators? You don't. A sedan, mm -hmm. like I lived with a two-door coupe for 10 years and i figured out ways to make stuff fit in it it's called take the seats out you'd be surprised <laughs> how easy seats come out um so yeah i mean i hold lawn mowers in that freaking toyota echo i just took the passenger seat out it came out with four bolts you'd be surprised yeah um it's it's hmm. Yeah, yeah. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they Claudio. will. Claudio. Hello, Claudio. Download the Skyrim realistic horse genitalia mod. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> That's what I want to do. Ride a horse and just look at balls all day. If I wanted that, I'd sign into my AD Twitter. Anthony K. <laughs> uh, no question. Just says uh, USD $2. Thank you. Very nice. Or nice Andrew and... Andre, A-N-D-R-E-Y. Andre? Andre? Andre E. Andre. Andre, do they come with a Y? An E and Y? Is that Could. I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. I wish I knew. Do I know anybody named Andre? I don't think I do. That's a himbo name. Hmm. Wasn't uh, Andre the guy of uh, uh, the friend of Oliver's uh, with the the Vanikin? Yeah, it was Andre. His name was Andre. Like oh, Oliver's friend. Oliver's friend. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, I'm like ninety nine point one percent sure. Uh, I get this reference. Eight track with six dollars and twenty one cents. Can't can't. Throw me, can't throw that one by me. What would you say are the best and worst manual transmissions you've driven are? Uh, Honda, number one. Toyota, worst. Most Toyotas are really, really notchy. Says the guy who's going to buy a manual, who wants to buy a manual Camry. Um, okay, worst. We're talking worst, worst. Like unrealistic worst is that, uh, is the deuce and a half. That's horrendous. <laughs> of course, we're, we're talking, that's not really a car. That's an agricultural, industrial, military grade. And by the, when you hear someone say military grade, it doesn't mean it's good. It just meets, it just means whatever this piece of equipment is, it meets the bare minimum required to be uh, run by the US military, which usually means it's junk. It's just something that can be replaced easily. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean it's any robust than anything else. Anyway. Uh, so best is always Honda. Uh, 
really the worst is like your average Toyota. They just don't, they're not great. You have to do stuff to them at, at the very least a weighted shift knob. And then they get, they feel a little bit better. Um, you put poly mounts on the linkages, they get better. Um, they're just not accurate. Um, and also not good stuff is like GM stuff from the nineties, but they're not really unusable. They don't give you false gears. They're just floppy. And it's like stirring a knife into mashed potatoes. It's just, eh, it just goes in. It's not really a thing. You put them into gear and it flops around from one to side to the other. Mm-hmm. I know that's really worn bushings, but they never really were good out of the factory. Subarus are just kind of in the middle somewhere. Um, Lotus. I forget what transmission that they were using in their release. That may have been, it may have been a Toyota transmission because it uses a Toyota engine, but they, I'm sure Lotus did something to it to make it feel better. Um, Ford on the Mustangs. Yeah, they're pretty good. Ford's good. GM does a solid manual. I've like modern GM. Yeah. GM now they're, they, they take a little bit of effort and they don't really click in. And then in the sort of aftermarket stuff, you're, well, it's not aftermarket manufacturers use it. You're Tremec 5 speed and Tremec 6 speed. They're crisp. They're pretty damn good. There's a reason people use them in all your hot rods and builds. They feel great. Um, and whatever you put them in them, they, they, they do the nice click, click in their gear. And then on an outlier is Ferrari. Like the one manual, Doug Doug's uh, 360 Modena. When I drove that with a gated shifter, that's something special. But it's an outlier. It's not a it's not a regular car. So yeah, top is always Honda. Bottom, unfortunately, is a lot of what Toyota does. Andre, uh, Andre K again, or Andre? Let's go go with Andre. Snow Runner, a game where you drive trucks. I guess he's recommending a game to me. Hmm. Okay. Boris T S Karloff, again, familiar face. Thank you for your donation. I saw a Miata. I saw a Miata. I saw a Miata given the PA Dubber treatment last week in Chicago. It looked like it was putting on a fake smile. It made me sad. Nah. I mean, it's a Miata. There's plenty of them. Eventually, I don't know. They are classics and people are starting to pay good money for NAs right now. But I have no weeping about cut up cut up Miatas, at least not at this point. Good, good observation though. Thank you. Ice Aspect. This looks like a new name. Never doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Ice Aspect, and thank you for your donation, uh, asks, curious, is there a reason you guys only did one car in Pittsburgh? Yeah, time. Yeah. I rolled into Pittsburgh that day, went to Justin's house, sat on his couch for a little bit, got up and went out and started filming. So I I drove five hours and then just started filming. It's like, I can't pull a tour after that. And I mean, all the the other times we went to Pittsburgh and did multiple cars. Like, I think we only, well, no, we did twice where we went to Pittsburgh, filmed cars and went off without a hitch. But the other two times uh, there was the Millvale Neon. So you got sick. And then the other time, um, I think uh, something fell through that we had planned and then it just became like an extra day. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's just, or it's this beginning of a trip and we don't want to like be doing things. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, we've done plenty of stuff in Pittsburgh. It's just that like, it's also, 
It takes long, it takes about three hours to film a car. Yeah. Especially and, in a city where we don't know, like when we do it at home, we can bang it out in an hour if we do not fuck around. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh's challenging because the traffic, it's not LA traffic, but it's always a pain in the ass getting around all those highways with the multiple exits anywhere. Yeah, um, it's challenging to drive. It's just difficult to do it smoothly. And it always takes longer. There's redos and stuff like that. So Pittsburgh is now usually only one car shoot days. And yeah. half the time when we're in Pittsburgh, we're passing through. So uh, Ice Aspect says, I sent, a, I sent a super chat before about a 2019 6MT Crosstrek going back anytime soon. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going back. But if as long as it's formatted correctly, I'll have that email safe. So thank you, Ice Aspect. Lo-fi camping guy. No questions, just $1.69. Nice. Frequency, uh, thank you for your donation, asks, uh, wiping front to back is allowed if using wet wipes. Oh, didn't know about that policy, but thank you. Normally I'm back to front, but, uh, well, that was another travesty about being away from home for five days is being away from my bidet. Hated that. It's all dry and weird. I left wet naps at Foster's house and they were still there in his bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, nice. Unless he bought new ones. They were just uh, Dollar Shave Club stuff. I mean, uh, Tim Strigler himself said, like, having a bidet fucks up your away game. Oh, like something fierce because you can't go back. You can never go back. It's too hard. To our point of view. It's done. LB, uh, $10 Canadian. Thank you. I appreciate that. Steely Dan Deacon Blues best yacht rock song of all time. Yeah, that's a solid one. I like the, the I think it's the, the Steely Dan, the definitive collection. The last album on the, on that best of is like the things I miss the most. Yeah, God, that's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm just pulling up my friggin' book. I, it's weird. I have two versions of Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. The one that he recorded with Fleetwood Mac and then the one that was a solo version that he had a minor hit with. Uh -huh. And that song is so good in every version. And, you know, uh, freaking The Chain, uh, Mandolin Rain, uh, Bruce Hornsby. Mm, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah, I mean, you got to have Christopher Cross on there yeah. you know, to have any thing complete um i saw this kind of things keep shining through who's that something something lost in you there's also things keep shining through. i think that's steve winwood possibly the, a bag in the high life again is definitely hot rock and there's yeah. um there was this ongoing debate about whether like uh hall and oats count but i think they do because they're on like official playlists for yeah. yacht rock and uh, Eagles, which is funny because oh, in that course, Fleetwood Mac script, the uh, Lindsey Buckingham rips on um, I Can't Tell You Why, which is, uh, or is it one of these nights? Either way, it's like either one is one of my favorite Eagles songs mm -hmm. or songs, period. And, uh, you know, I get it that yeah, they don't, for their period, the Eagles was, you know, that, oh, they're selling out and they're soft rock and they're pop. But mm -hmm. it just seems funny that, and I, and I love and respect Fleetwood Mac, but I mean, for crying out loud, like we're acting like the Eagles are somehow pop, whereas like Fleetwood Mac is like the bastion of artistic purity. And, the you know, it's like, 
<laughs> for the time maybe yeah. and even maybe a little bit now but like it's it was the pop music of its time for lack of a better term or the pop rock music of its time they even you know even in uh, biographical documents it's like mick fleetwood wanted to go in a more like radio ready direction mm. that's why you know that that it made sense to bring in lindsey buckingham and stevie nicks mm. to the band Hourly B says, if we already have submitted a car, but it has been modified, I am willing to drive. Should I resubmit that or anything? Cars in Massachusetts. Nah, you don't have to worry about that. If if I email you, just you know, keep me up to speed when I ask. That's it. Good question, though. Thank you. Yes. Boris T.S. Carlov, thank you for your uh, another question and donation. Come to Kunkelman Chevy for all your Kunkelman <laughs> Chevy needs. Again, I think we're going to have to have uh, some merch yeah. of the fake dealership called Kunkelman Chevrolet. And just have people, you know, it, <laughs> there's another business in a, from a skit in a video coming out soon. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to have merch for. Yeah, that'll be coming out on Monday. Yeah, assuming that it if, goes if, over if, well. If it goes over well. Yeah, because you never know how people will react to things. But yeah. still, I, I like I love the I'll be alone and I'll start doing like mm -hmm. the bit. The yeah, that thing just came out of a conversation after after a, after a after a shoot. Uh, I can't pronounce this name. Caesar, Caesar something or other. Caesar IOJPN. Uh, thank you for your donation. It says, speaking of unsolved mysteries, which was the better paranormal show? Unsolved mysteries or sightseeings? Um, never saw sightseeings. Um, but even if I had, the answer would still be unsolved mysteries because unsolved mysteries is like one of my favorite shows ever. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen like the cases ever since it became capable to stream, like on Hulu and Amazon Prime, wherever. Mm -hmm. um, I just can't even tell you how many times I've been through that whole city and uh, series and not even after it streamed, but like before when it's just reruns on Lifetime. Nice. You know, it's just... Uh, lifetime yeah. shows to make your grandmother wring her hands yeah well i mean that was kind of like the network that got me into the golden girls in my youth oh that's nice or was it because they also gave designing women and i didn't really care for that but what, is, what was that show um i don't remember it's weird. It's one of those things where like, even if I didn't watch a show, I at least knew what it was about. Like, I didn't give a shit about the nanny, but I knew it was about like a salon. Well, they explained the whole thing in the opening theme song about like, she was this hairdresser who got kicked out by her boyfriend and then she becomes a nanny to this yeah. rich guy. It's just, you know, but hey, it's the nineties and it's filled with people who could only have been popular yeah. and successful in the nineties. Were you listening to the, the Joe Rogan podcast with Rob Lowe on it? I was not. That's a good one. And Joe doesn't do, doesn't rehash his whole uh, thing about Rona and this, that, and the other. It's just Rob Lowe telling cocaine stories about <laughs> stuff. And it's like, I remember I was on this show in like 89 or something like that. And we were like the, the, we were like number 16 in like prime time. And we were way down there but back then. That meant we were only getting 18 million views you know, <laughs> back then. You, you're kidding me like the like the amount of views that, that tv had and all the money and stuff 
I, 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 it sort of disappeared from my iPhone. Like I was listening to it today and it went away and I'm like, I'm totally into this. Rob Lowe's the man. Yeah. Like, of course, now completely sober. He's like, I can't have a drink or this, that, and the other. But he started telling me stories of like, you know, like but when he was ba when he was like just going hard and just like doing blow and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that was the best. Um, it's so strange to see sort of the people who have come out of the haze of mm. addiction and the stories that they have to tell because it's fascinating. Yeah. That um, and also kind of it'll sound weird, but kind of hopeful in a way yeah. that you can be sober, but look back on the times in which you weren't yeah. without being triggered, which yeah. I suppose is something that you build up like a callus eventually. Yeah. But um, it's interesting to hear, or would be interesting to hear those types of stories from people who are sober now, who yeah. sort of have those stories that aren't all necessarily stories of tragedy, even though the addiction itself is the monster in yeah. the story. You know? Did you ever read The Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six? I did not. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm. Uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. It's like, what I didn't know is that he was keeping a journal all throughout this time. Like the guy was writing stuff down. And it's like, he found all that stuff when he was just doing heroin every day and they, they published it all. And I remember I was reading it because my old art teacher had a copy when I was substitute teaching for him, he had it in his desk. And every time I substituted for him at Blue Mountain High School, um, I'd read this book. I'm like, this is an amazing read. It's like, it read like, Bukowski, but you know, not as self-destructive because you know, like Nikki Six is Nikki Six is okay now, whereas Bukowski, well, he passed away. Yeah. He was like a wreck. He never stopped drinking or anything like no. that. He just went down into the depths of his murky mind. Yeah. Wrote great. Anyway. Eight yeah. track. Um, sorry to like barge. No, no, no. That's a Eight track says, ever thought about coordinating with Roadkill to review any of their cars? I'd love to. They're so big. I don't think they'd give us the time of day. Uh, the closest I got to both of those guys was on one Lemons rally. Uh, it was one of the ones in the snow. <laughs> it was a bunch in the snow. They had that Mark V or something Lincoln that some guy shortened into a, into a tiny car. And... They just couldn't get it running. That was the first time I went out and I did a thousand dollars worth of damage to my Falcon in terms of salt by just driving my Falcon, driving the Falcon in the snow. And I saw there and I'm like, hi, I'm a YouTuber. They'd probably be like, who cares? I mean, uh, and they're more mechanical guys and guys that want to talk about American romanticism, you know? Mm. Um, good question though. I mean, if they ever approached me, I'd say yes. Yeah, Laser Lord 10 says, gonna trade my CVT fit for, oh, is this that guy? Gonna trade my CVT uh, 15 fit for an 18 EX 6MT. Stupid, match your money. I don't see any other options that shine through the fit. Used golf? No. I want reliable though. Yeah, this is probably the same guy. Yeah, about. I didn't realize he put a super chat out there. Yeah, man, it's not stupid. I mean, you, you get a trade in, you move up, and if that's what makes you happy, you get the same car now with a stick shift. You can, you can stir that you can stir that thing like like i don't know a union guy stirring his coffee if they stir their coffee i don't know <laughs> you don't have to be good at driving stick to drive a honda um they they just go into gear super easy 
Aaron R. Abril. There's a familiar face. Thank you for your donation. Ever, either of you ever read, oh boy, this is a tough one. Uh, Junji Ito. Oh, Junji Ito. He's like a, a horror, I want to say he's like a horror writer. Um, I believe graphic novels okay. that have been adapted into films, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, and the reason I'm not sure is because no, I have not uh, read any of that uh, particular literature, which I hear is very good. Mm -hmm. um, if you're into types of like psychological horror, but mm. also like it's kind of metal, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's insane in a weird way of you know not the clinical definition but you know mm -hmm. it's i don't know like i've never really had a desire to read it of course i say this and there's all sorts of you know well actually no that's not that weird because i was gonna cite stuff like attack on titan when if you think about it it's really not that weird mm -hmm. attack on titan if you're used to sort of like certain types of anime um okay but I don't know. I just finished Attack on Titan and it's well until the next final season. And it's just so strange because the whole point is that they're they animate these giants like they're drunk and running around, which is the point, but it makes them more alien and more scary. But it also makes him like freaking hilarious to mm. watch. You know, there's a Titan who's running, literally making finger guns and looking up at the sky while he's doing it. But he's running at like 100 miles an hour while the guy next to him is running with like windmill arms. And it's just, right. you know, they're doing it for, I don't even know why, but it's just strange, you know? Don't think about it, Morty. Mm. <laughs> Let's go with it. <laughs> Gun Bunny says... Uh, I wanted to thank you, Roman, for the Westphalia song. Oh, thank you for listening. I've grown up with an abusive father, which led me to depression. Thanks for that song. I'm cured now. Oh, I, well, wow. That means a lot. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm sorry for what you had to go through. Mm -hmm. um, that song was really hard to write just because I didn't know what to say. I knew what I wanted to, but I didn't know how to say it. And I had the melody, like the bass demo, like the bare bones demo of the melody mm -hmm. and then i'm like i have to write lyrics for this eventually and i still like couldn't two months pass i go in the studio record the you know melody and everything else with my producer zach uh and i'm like i gotta write lyrics for this and i still like i couldn't do it and then one night i just sort of sat down and I'm like, I'm writing the lyrics for this and I'm not going to get up and do anything else until it's done. Um, and so a lot of it is just, you know, <laughs> so close and yet so far, uh, a lot of it is just trying to sort of get to a point where, um, I felt comfortable. Well, yeah, where, where I felt comfortable feeling like this is what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and making it feel that like, yes, I resent that I, well, not, I hate not having, having not had a father um, around because he passed, but I don't resent him mm -hmm. for it. Like I didn't want it to come across as though I resented him. Mm -hmm. It's just the idea being that there are things that will always be unknown to me and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. So it's just, but I'm okay. Like that's the other thing of it. Like okay. I think about it, but I'm okay. 
And so it's kind of in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, congratulations to Astro Ascension Tarot, who passed uh, his or her road test today. Hey. Or, oh, or yesterday. Um, hey. Hey, hey. Mm -hmm. Um, not Ben 101 says next song should be 100 reasons to buy a Corolla. I don't know if there's one of the, <laughs> not sure there's 100 reasons. It's normally shut up, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, still thinking about that manual Camry. Other people have, like I was watching a Vin Wiki and he was talking about an LP 60, you know, for our Lamborghini. And here I am lusting over like an Oh six, uh, Toyota Camry with a six speed in. It's like, I need that. Yeah. It's so cheap, but all I do is just save YouTube money and just save, save like sponsors. There, there was a there was a company who emailed me, um, said, do you want to, do you want to plug our, uh, our power washer? Hmm. It's just like an electric pressure washer. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's kind of car centric. You can wash your car with it. Power washers are, good for uh blasting off snow you don't want to get them too close to your car you could strip the paint off yeah. them but they're great for wheels and brakes and stuff um but they're also fantastic for truck beds that's that's a big thing yeah um and you can also get attachments for them to like spray underneath your car to like clean the salt off that way Ooh. lots of companies make this little sprayer that's like it's a metal bar on wheels <laughs> and you just attach a hose or a power washer to it it's a big stick and you just wheel it underneath your car and it sprays upward to like spray all the salt off. <laughs> so that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I threw them the the big number and they came back with a small number and said, we'll give you this plus affiliate. Like you'll get 9% or it's like, it's a single digit on every sale. And I'm like, I don't, don't know how too many people are gonna buy this power washer. Normally just somebody will go to like the store and buy a Ryorbi or a Milwaukee or a Honda or something like that. Just be done with that. Or they go to Harbor Freight it until they break it. Um, and then I, and then I told him like a number slightly higher. I was like, how about this amount of money? And I don't have an affiliate that way I can talk shit about it when it's done. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to bend over just to have some off, like some white label power washer. If they're watching right now, you know, you got my email. Yeah. I'll say nice things and we'll make a funny video about a power washer. I'll stick it down my pants and then go to the hospital. <laughs> I, at least you're getting relevant sponsors. I get emails from people who want me to show like, dog grooming accessories huh? yeah wow. i don't get it but i mean who does mm. oh andrew palmer says do you think a beater tesla will ever be a thing well yeah there's that one youtube guy who just buys wrecked teslas and fixes them given they have a certain image to maintain and control over all their software well the software can be broken i mean check up with the guys with the Tesla who did it that's a freaking laughable fun car Based on features, kind of reminds me of buying a used cell phone. Hey, I bought a used cell phone. It's right over there. It's a JDM iPhone. Can't turn the shutter sound off. <laughs> um, but it was the cheapest iPhone 6S on uh, on eBay or Amazon when I bought it. Tremendous. So, yeah, uh, beater Teslas will become a thing. Every car is a beater given enough time. And on a classic given even more. Yep, and an antique even more than that. Yep. But uh, real quick, Atomic Media says, would y'all like to review a 1994 Chevrolet Astro van? I just acquired one, and I think it's a pretty regular car. And you know what that means? It's time for... for 
regularcars at gmail.com. Your make model city state in the title of the email and in the body of the email, put your phone number so I can call you. Don't make me hunt for that phone number. And hey, speaking of your state, write the entire state out. Don't put it as just an abbreviation that doesn't show up when I search for cars in your area. It's where all the hot singles are. So your make model city state in the title of the email and in the body of the email, your uh, put your phone number. Thank you. Thank you. Wyatt B says, I got to pee very soon. You just drank an entire bottle of water. You don't have to pee yet. Yeah, I you, know. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't broken the seal. Mm. Is that? I no, I was. No, I did. Uh, breaking a seal isn't a thing. It's just yeah. like, hey, you have to pee now. Now you really have to pee. Now you pissed your pants. Hey, you broke the seal. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think it's maybe you got dehydrated a little bit up in there in the, in the booth because it's Ooh. hot. Uh, Wyatt B says, love the new setup, guys. Ever heard of the Rockets cover of Oh Well? They're an old Detroit band, so I'm biased toward their version. Can't say that I have. No, neither have I. I mean, I'll have to listen to it later. Oh, here's a good idea from Caesar again. Says, uh, how about Kunkelman Chevrolet license plate frames? Yeah, I someone suggested that, and I'm like, okay, but like, I, I don't because Moto Loot doesn't do them, and I would like to kind of figure out a way to do them. Um, I have a bunch of merch that's like ready to upload that could potentially go up on the site for our merch, uh, Redbubble. Um, but it's like I got to get the sizing proportions right, I also have to figure out um, like coloring and fonts and all this other stuff, and I'm trying to get everything up there as quickly as possible but it's also been kind of a logistical nightmare because i've been trying to get the rcr stories done first and since you know videos always take priority over everything else so i have audio that i have to edit uh now and i also have um video to edit once the audio is done being edited and then i have a life to live um <laughs> although it's not like in my i have a social life right now so i don't know what it's just Ultimately, I am going to get the merch up there. I just want to make sure that it's sized correctly, that it's a transparent image so that you're able to get it on any color shirt you want and that I'm not losing uh, resolution. But also it's like the dimensions that they ask for on the site are so absurd that, I don't know, like I got to get some, I'm just like the worst guy to be doing this. You know, but it's still, you know, uh, yeah, but you guys all have it uh, soon. Here's hoping. But yeah. Oh, that was good timing. Hey. Hey. Ugh. Oh, gotta get closer to the microphone. Go eat a towel. That's that's their name. Thank you for your donation. Go eat a towel. Any thoughts on Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins? And I have no idea what that is. No, neither do I. Um, but I mean, I'm sure it's like I think that came during the midst of our discussion on paranormal shows, mm. which is weird because outside of Unsolved Mysteries, I don't really watch shows or I had I didn't really watch shows where the um whole premise was paranormal mm. because it's like, well. I mean, did you hear that? Oh, something strange. Yeah. And Stranger Things has just taken it 
has just kind of, I think has like put the cap on paranormal stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just after a certain while, it's like there are only so many possible outcomes for this. Like if it's a reality show that's paranormal, then obviously it's going to be a lot of like ad breaks that are uh, teasing big developments that never come. Yeah. And then, um, but I mean, I hear Ghost Adventures is decent apparently um i've never watched it but maybe i'll give it a look and maybe i'll be surprised because mm -hmm. you never know but if it's fiction based stuff i mean i mean i guess you have more leeway there but still mm. this all take place in western massachusetts by somebody who lives in a ranch style home with an overgrown lawn mm. they're a wiccan <laughs> they drive a Hyundai Elantra from 2000, the year 2000. It's got stickers creeping up the back windows. Hubcaps are gone. One headlight's filled with water. She names it the adventurer. <laughs> uh, uh, Von Waffensburg. Hello, there's an old name. Finally caught up with you guys again. I've uh, been binging the last 10 pods over the past two weeks. Ural motorcycle, what's the opinion? Well, you got to have a handlebar mustache to ride a Ural. You got to be so fucking pretentious to ride that freaking motorcycle. Yes, it has a sidecar. Congratulations. They ran a side, they ran a, oh, uh, you're going to go on that gentleman's ride, aren't you? You're going to wear tweed while you ride it. Maybe some aviator goggles on top of your full face helmet. Congratulations. You have an Earl. Oh, you're going to tell me about the history of the Earl, aren't you? Earl. Guess what? It's about mountains. They say it could cross the mountains. Yeah. Know what? What else can cross a mountain? <laughs> Stuff with four wheels. Ride your Earl and shut up. <laughs> There's my thoughts about that stupid motorcycle. Move to Brooklyn. <laughs> Earl. Dragon Cat. Good question. Dragon Cat Motorsports. What are your thoughts on Hyundai Kia? They're fine. Fine car. And how? America's best warranty. <laughs> are they a Toyota? No. Are they a Honda? No. Are they a great value? Yes. We were just writing one today at the at the at the store. Everything about it is just fantastically mind-numbingly fine. And even they even have the nice ones, the, the Palisade and the um Ah, tell you ride. Nice. I'd love to drive one. I'll bet they're wonderfully pleasant. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the Kia Stinger, same way. Mm. Can't fault it. Are they going to make you nut? Probably not. The nicest one was that Genesis that we did with the V6 and six speed and a rear wheel drive. That thing was pretty darn cool. I would still rather have a Honda, a Honda Accord 6MT. Mm. Are they a replacement? No, they're not. Do you need a car? Yes. They're probably really good with their lease agreements too. Probably great used cars as well, as long as they're taken care of. But I guess the, my thoughts are as much as they innovate, I don't know if they'll ever have the prestige of Honda and Toyota mm. or have, it's going to take, they're going to, it's going to take like a whole nother generation or something like that. With branding, they got through with Genesis a little bit. That worked. But hey, 
they're selling cars. You see them everywhere. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yuma Tamura says, finally caught you guys live. Really enjoyed uh, We Stayed as Romans podcast. Uh, question for Nick. Original song of the CX50 review intro. Oh, the intro. The, um, I need I, a screwdriver to fix this uh, mic stand. I'll be right back. That was Cameron's bike, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a... Oh, I think it was God gave rock and roll to you, like Kiss, because I was on a, I'd seen like Bill and Ted uh, recently. And um, the outro, take this job and shoot me. It's a great song, Johnny Paycheck. Uh, and thank you for the compliments on the podcast. Um, I did a podcast, since Brian was out of town last week, I did a podcast exclusively with my mom, but it wasn't going to be for the channel. It was just going to be for, well, it's going to be for the podcasting side of the channel. So that meant it went up directly and exclusively to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you download our podcasts. And uh, yeah, got encouraging number of listens. And I just had my mom on. We talked about uh, cars, road trips, uh, weird family history, dark family history, uh, uplifting family history, um, Puerto Rican culture, uh, New York culture, like New York culture. It was interesting. And one of the most um, challenging things I've done, because it's hard to kind of um, be a host when you're just talking with your mom the way you normally would. And I always had this weird uh, sort of voice in the back of my head telling me to be more podcast host like uh, in trying to like direct the conversation but i realized it's better if you just don't do that and so we ended up doing a i don't know how many minutes we spent on it but way more than what it called for mm -hmm. uh, a conversation on the godfather nice because you know it's like well we talk about all the things that like we kind of grew up with like what she grew up with and what i grew up with and in a sense that because she grew up with these things i grew up with them too and you end up in this place where you understand a little bit more about where you came from. Mm -hmm. um, I learned about how the, the extent to which my grandmother was a problem solver, mm -hmm. the way that she um, had a very steadfast and forthright attitude about everything to the point where, you know, uh, if she gave her word on something, it was her bond. And uh, because when you don't have a lot, your, your word is all you have. Yeah. And so... I don't know. It's just, uh, it was a nice podcast to do and I'm glad that people enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, it's on the, wherever you get our podcast, it's there. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. I got a tweet about that. Send, send me a link or a tweet. And I'll yeah. Say, Hey, okay. this is a standalone Roman and his mom podcast. Yeah. Von Waffensberg says, I found out about your gayness in my binge. I find the female form most attractive, but I've seen a couple transmissions. <laughs> How far am I from blowing a dude? I mean, I don't know, eight drinks, something like that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that question, man. The, the How far am I? Like, I've seen a couple of trans, but like, did you look at them and say, I'd fuck with that? Well then, congratulations! You're just like everybody else on the universe. Yeah, I mean, I don't worry about it, Maury. I don't know. I, I, and in that case, it wouldn't be a situation where you're blowing 
it's just who it's, the fuck cares who cares you you like what you, know you what like this, you know what that is you know it's it's the scene from uh madman where the little punk kid i forget his name says don draper is who isn't who he says yeah he no one cares like, who cares yeah who cares you like what you who like cares? who you like you are who you are go to work make money that's what's important yeah get money get paid yeah, get 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 to the bag. <laughs> get to the bag. We can do this together. Derek Otway says most overrated opinions. Corvettes are the best. I.e., sunroof, moonroof is a wave. AC is very very. Eh, sunroof, sunroofs or moonroofs. I don't care. Just go ahead and have a convertible. I need a sunroof and a moonroof. That's something that leaks. Honestly, it's something that. It's like you get to wear a hat, great, because the sun's shining on. I mean, they're great. They're kind of neat at night, but I don't think having a hole in the top top of your car is something you really want because, like, water eventually gets in that, and that's just another seal that goes. Yeah. Nah. I'm not a big fan of sunroofs and moonroofs. I've never been a fan of any of those things just because they seem weirdly uh, antithetical to what you're – getting a car for yeah um because i like the very boxed in feeling it feels more yeah. snug and like home yeah yeah if you just just get a like convertibles are great like work your way up get a house with a two-car garage buy a buy a regular car and then have your fun car and fuck it have a convertible get a miata yeah, it'll be not? amazing don't buy a, that freaking sebring with the with the convertible that's that's yuck Buy a car that's meant to be a convertible from jump. Don't buy a car that had the roof cut off. That includes Corvettes, by the way. Yeah. Um, although the C4, I think, was made to be a Targa and made to be a T-top. That's different. And also the C8 was made to, have a, made to be a Targa. Like, if it's made to be that way, it's different. If you turn a car into a Corvette or turn a car into a convertible... <laughs> Well, um, that's kind of it. like when they were planning in the 70s, uh, like Bill Mitchell was into this like four rotor Corvette they called the Aerovet. And they were thinking of doing it with, you know, um, for production. But the problem is that, uh, you know, it had gull wing doors, which knocked out like the convertible and uh, Targa top options. And, you know, it's they didn't want to limit themselves automatically. And even though, you know, anytime they took to car shows, it's like, oh, look at this. But it's like, how hard do you really have to try to wow people at a, har a car show? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the response is something that's almost a given, but it's like the Corvette was kind of got off the ground because of its response at a car show, you know, because yeah. of Motorama in 1953. It's like, what are you getting... So, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. I just don't like all these, like, removable things. I just want a car to be a completed, yeah. holistic yeah. thing. It should be made to have now, now 60s cars and classic American cars, you know, now your safety's out the window to begin with. So, yeah. have a convertible, have or not. You know, if you're going to have a convertible, have it be electric, Actually, no, it doesn't even have to be electric because Miatas, you just unbolt those two things and just literally throw it back and the roof's down. It's not a complicated process. Yeah. Like 
taken the roof off and now you need a friend and you got to store it in the bag and you gotta put it in a truck. Don't give me extra steps between me and taking the roof off. Yeah. I mean, hit a button that goes Ooh, back. Yeah. Fine. Now, if you're going to have a car that lives outside and you're committed to having that uh, a convertible, now you're limited to something with a retractable hard top because people, I know a few people in this town have street park convertibles and those roofs get ragged in the winter. Mm. I mean, it has these, they always leak. They're going to leak. You can't keep a soft top outside in all weather. I don't care if you live in California or not. Um, most over, we did that. Uh, Jared, I think we're going to wrap this up. We're closing it on two hours. Yeah. Jared Paboski, mispronounced that. Thank you for the donation, though. Do you ever see, do you ever see the lady that queef pool water all over the garbanzo beans at Wendy's? Keep it up, regu. Hmm. Yeah, that was just nonsense. I came up like on the spot. Yeah. That was a good one. Thanks for liking like the classic episodes. I'm uh, just going to hold the sign. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. No, there's one more. Okay. Uh, awesome man, 3333, $2. Thank you for the donation. Any Isuzu cars planned in the near future? Negative. I mean, we had that iMark that came by Bruce's shop one time, but it was owned by Muller. And uh, I want to drive it. I don't know if it's still out of shop, but he doesn't really have a sense of humor. So um, I think there's neat. I like the, I'd like to get an old Isuzu Trooper. That thing would roll over on, a, on any chance it had. It wants to go on its roof all the time. Yeah, don't give What it a hunk chance. of junk. Yeah. Um, so no, no Isuzu's plan in the near future. It's, I, don't know if, I don't know if we ever did one, maybe. Um, there's a Japanese brand I haven't thought of in forever. Isuzu, Joe Isuzu. And Eli Birchall sliding in here. Hello mm. again, and thanks for the quality content. You're welcome. I, I, I think, think that's, that's a podcast. I think that, that is a podcast. That's, that's everybody. Um, Suzu Via Cross. Oh, of course. Yeah. Friggin' Demiro got his hands on one of them. Asshole. <laughs> I, I remember I saw one at friggin' Too Many Games Convention down there in Oaks, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. He's great. I got to fix this audio when we get out. It's like this extra step after it I complain about. I'll yeah. do it. Don't worry. I feel hot and sticky. What's tomorrow? Thursday? I have nothing yeah. planned. Uh, I mean, you, you don't have you to get do your, I get the notes from you whenever, and then I just roll on to the next one. Oh, that's right. I got to film Saturday. Uh, you can. Uh, I should just go to the gym tomorrow. I should wake up and get high and go to the gym. It should be my Thursday. The um, um uh, you can save like the editing of this audio for like tomorrow and just send me the file and I'll put it up on the shout engine. I know, but if I get it done now, it's done. Mm. And it's over with. I'm just, I, I came down off of the coffee and now I came down off of the beer. <laughs> so, so it's just, uh, Coming down. Um, Coming RCR down. wake and bake. Yeah. That's the only way I can get high, man. She a a poof. Uh, it's just, it, it has to be in the morning. That way I know there's like, it's going to be done by like noon. I'm back to the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go to bed all weird because at night that's when the beer comes out. And then, or you're someone, something else happens and then bad decisions happen when the sun goes down. You do it in the morning. Um, how's the Vagabond Falcon doing? Great. Drove it today. Yeah, we no drove problems. it today. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always, it's always a thrill to 
be out in the Falcon. Started up on the first time too. Yeah, how about times? Ooh, okay, that yawns means it's time to uh, be finished. Thank you to everybody who donates to RCR on Patreon. You're helping this channel act as a much larger channel than it really is. Thank you to everybody who donated to Super Chat. You're keeping the channel going. Um, thank you to everybody who watches every every Monday. You're giving us a job and, uh, you know, reason to put these degrees to work. And, you know, Amen. Freddie W at the end. Is that really Freddie Wong or is someone else? Freddie mm. W. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that guy in five years. Well, there's a lot of people I haven't seen in five years. Yeah. It's uh, good to hear something about that. Garrett Green, Jordan, Sam, Andrew, Quaxum, Jared, and Freddie W. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night. Have I'm Brian. Good. I'm Nick. Have a good night. Bye. Cheers, everyone. And we're out on the recording. And now... We're out on the well, yeah, I mean, go I pee whenever. Uh, it's just right. I didn't really have to. Yeah. I remember times I would just leave this thing run, and people yeah. would wonder where we go on purpose. I'm like, did they leave it running? I don't know. Coffee cake, eating sugar off of wax paper. Mm. 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 Oh, what luck. There's morsels left in the Tupperware bin. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we're done. Um, thank you to everybody who's watching. Have a very good night.